Assalamu alaikum everyone. I hope that you guys are doing good. Hope you guys are having a safe Friday, depending on when I upload this. Not sure, like always. So, how are you guys? Let's start off with a little weekly recap. I feel like that's really cute to start like entering in my podcast because, you know, it makes it more personal instead of just direct talk, talk, talk. So, hmm, weekly recap. You know, this is when I would have a co-host and they would ask me how my week went, but I'm alone. So, how did my week go? <laughs> so, alhamdulillah, it went good, thank God. So, today was actually really interesting. Oh my God. Okay, y'all, let me preface this. There is a humongous storm where I'm at. It's like lightning. Do y'all hear that? That is terrifying. Oh my God. Okay, my heart dropped. We're back. So there's, as I was saying, a humongous storm here right now. And I don't even know where it started from. Like, I woke up this morning and it was just like, okay, it's going to rain. And I was like, all right, great, no problem. Go to school, I'll come home. And midway around like 10 o'clock, I was walking to my class outside and like people were literally screaming. And I was like, what is really going on here? Because... What is happening? And everyone was looking at the sky, pointing and screaming. And like in the sky, there's like this big gray, like whirlwind type thing. It looked like a tornado type thing. I don't even know. But like the sky coasts were literally separating. It was so weird. But it was super windy and like people were literally screaming and running. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> Am I in the apocalypse? Is this it? But no. So, but then it got really bad. Like the thunder and the raining and whatnot. And I was like, yeah, I'm leaving school. So I left school early. You know, I grabbed my little brother and I was like, Shh, let's go home, bro, because I'm not about to stay in school when it's so, you know, like the school's literally shaking out of thunder. I'm not about to stay there, you know, just in case something happens. So we bounced out of there. So I do want to preface that if you guys hear rain or like thunder in the background, please ignore it. But I just feel like the vibes today are just so immaculate. Like with the rain, I just feel like my brain's just, you know, putting better content out there. And hopefully if you haven't experienced rain a lot where you're at, because maybe it's been sunny for like quite a few weeks um you know you can stimulate the feeling through my podcast so yeah it's raining quite a lot but that is the really like one of the big interesting things that happened this week okay that it's a small town okay you get excited over the weather i know quirky anyway so that's that anyway after that i i didn't have any tests this week in school which was great honestly you know me brutally honest with you besties i have been wanting to get some like chipotle i okay that that that's a really part of the weekly update but do y'all ever have those weeks where like you crave certain food a lot and like you really want to get that food for me that's me right now so that's my two cents on that the other interesting thing that started this week was my therapy classes i don't want to call them therapy coaching classes that i started giving out i'm gonna have my first session tonight with someone um very sweet girl very excited to talk to her she booked a session for an hour i typically do 30 minute sessions and so like we talk about whatever's going on and then you know whatever and i try to help you in the best way that i can because i have had lots of people tell me that they can't talk about things with a therapist because they're not muslim so i was like i'm not a therapist okay but i'm gonna try my best to help you in whatever way i can so i had most people like interested in the 30 minute sessions and then the sweet girl was interested in the hour one and so i booked her tonight and inshallah i'm so excited to see how it goes i really hope that like you know i'm able to help someone to come off on their expectations as well especially when like you know i'm charging someone 
y'all know like when you do work and like someone even pays you you still feel guilty taking money from someone is that just me like if someone's like oh hey let me buy you a water bottle and it's like a dollar and i'm like i feel so so guilty like if i if someone even gives me 50 cents i'm like I, i'm i'm gonna give it back to you because i just i don't know like i just can't handle knowing that you know like someone gave me money and i didn't give them back you know what i'm saying I, that's just me anyway besides the point irrelevant so let's start with today's topic one of the big things that i always hear in life is well i didn't ask to be born i didn't ask to be here i didn't want to be here who said i wanted to be here i didn't ask to come out of my mom i didn't want to like oh i always hear lines like that i always hear people saying how they never asked to be here and for a very big chunk of my life, I said that too. I'm always like, well, I didn't ask to be here. Why am I going through this? I never said I wanted to be here. Why is God putting me through this hardship? But what's the point of it? Like, I didn't ask to be here. And this is a phrase that I hear quite a lot. I wanted to start off this episode with a beautiful hadith that I want to refer back to, inshallah, and you'll see how everything connects. Okay, so Anas ibn Malik reported, Messenger of Allah, peace and blessings be upon him, said, I am amazed by the believer. Verily, Allah does not decree anything for the believer except what is good for him. And this is number 12495, I believe. Yeah. So this is a beautiful hadith and I want to refer back to this. You know, use the springboard to start out and then refer back to this as I continue to talk about whatever I want to talk about. So I always hear people saying that they didn't ask to be born and they didn't ask to be here. So why are they going through this and why do they have to do this? And I've talked to people in my life who are like, well, I work so hard on myself to do self-development. I've come to this point. Who can tell me anything? Da, da, da. Here's, let me tell you something. Growing up in life, especially when you're a teenager, you have this very, very big sense of, well, I didn't ask to be here. So I don't deserve to go through this. I didn't ask to be here. So I shouldn't be going through this. I see where the, you know, the discussion comes from. And there are also discussions saying that before you were even born, like your soul agreed to be on this earth in Islam. There are discussions like that as well. Now, the main thing that I want to talk about is you're already here. So I'm not going to focus too much on what happened before, what happened now, or what made you like this today, or what makes you say that. I'm going to tell you right now that you are already here. And you may not want to be here. Trust me. This world... Let's put it into a brief sense of what it actually is. You get born, you grow up, go to school. Some of us go to school till high school. Then some of us go to college, maybe four, three years. Do a master's, maybe three years. Some people even choose a bigger route, going to school for eight to 16 years. Spend long life in school. Get out of school. Work. Work your butt off to make some money. To get food. To buy a house, to have a shelter, to have water. You work to get food. Again, to have a sustainable lifestyle. Along the journey, you might get married. If you're a man, now you got to take care of your wife, your kids, whatnot. If you're a girl, now you got to take care of your house, your family, yourself, everything, right? So now you have responsibility. So now you're not living just for yourself. You're living for other people as well. And you're fulfilling their needs, fulfilling your needs. And it's a back and back and forth situation. Correct? Correct. What happens next? Eventually, your kids grow up. If you're fortunate enough, you'll see them get married. Inshallah, may Allah bless you know, us with all of that. But, you know, you see it happen. You see your kids live their life. And they start to live their lives. You get old, you die. Simple. It doesn't, it doesn't, it, I know the ending doesn't sound too fabulous, but I'm not going to lie to you, you die, that's it. 
and we all go through this in one way, shape, or form. The stages might be different, the time might be different, but we this is the cycle of life, right? Now I want you to tell me where in this is it paradise? It's not. Life is not a paradise. Life is not heaven. But you can make your own life the best that it could potentially be by focusing on what you have right now. And I know that you guys hear this a thousand times and you guys are like, okay, she's giving that lecture. But just listen before you close out this episode, okay? Just listen. I want you to sit here and genuinely think about the last time you said to God, God, please give me clean water. Please give me running clean water. Please give me a bed to sleep on. Quite possibly, majority of us have never said that. But God has already given us that. And that alone, I think, is a big sign of God's mercy. God has given you things that you never even once to ask him for. And if you feel like, oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. I, I don't need those things. Really? Really? You don't need clean water? You don't need clean water. You don't need running water, really. You think you can survive without it. Yet, when God gave you it, you never once said thank you for it. And that is exactly why practicing gratitude is so important. Because there's little, little things that you obtain and get every single day that you do not even notice. You asking God for and you thanking God for. But when you realize that, wow, I didn't ask God for this, but he already gave this to me. Blessing number one. I didn't ask God to, you know have clean water today but he already gave it to me blessing number two like you continue you have to find reasons to be grateful and then you'll notice your whole demeanor of life change one time i remember in particular i think it was like a month ago or two months ago our water pipe broke down really bad and i don't even know what happened but they had to like dig underground and do this whole tunnel thing to fix it right and we didn't have any running water mind you like we had no notice like a day beforehand or an hour beforehand like our water literally shut off in 10 minutes we were like what is even happening So we had no running, like, clean water. We had no water, period. And we didn't, like, even get to fill up any gallons with, like, any distilled clean water, like, nothing, right? So we had, like, water bottles in the back, and that's what we were using for, you know, doing wudu and whatnot. And I remember this one time during that day, man, that that changed my life. That was a moment of pain, but it changed my life. It was Maghrib prayer. And I took the soap dispenser that we have, and I was, like, squirting it out, like, on my hand. Like, I pushed it down. The soap was coming out, and it was antibacterial soap, okay? I mean, why do I gotta tell you all that? It just burns more when it's that, okay? I press it down, and it went in my eye. Like, the nozzle, like, it sprayed in my eye. Thick antibacterial soap, bro. I screeched. <laughs> I screeched. And I ran to turn on the water, and the water wasn't running because so, the pipe problems. Then I started screeching even more, and I'm like, oh, my God. And it was literally burning my eyes. I grabbed a water bottle. I was chucking my eyelashes with water, my eye pupils, everything. Water, 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 water. But my hands also had soap, so that made it worse. And in that moment, man, I was like, Lord, please bring the clean water back. And that's when I was like, shoot, we do not thank God enough. And then I realized, I was like, yeah. That's a blessing right there. Trust me. How many of y'all have woken up and ever asked God today, please give me clean running water? Probably not a lot of you. And I haven't either. But today, take a moment to say thank you for what you have that you didn't even ask God for. Because it's a blessing. So when you switch your entire lifetime and make it so centered on, look at what I have. God already gave this to me. God favored me in this manner by giving this to me. Your life will change. But you have to involve that in you. For your life to change so i'm gonna say something a little bit spicy right now and this might get me canceled this might get me uh, canceled but if you disagree with me i respect your beliefs but i'm gonna try to put this in the best way possible okay if you are depressed 
and you are sad and there's actually nothing wrong in your life. There's nothing wrong with whatever you have going on at home, at school, in your own personal being, your own mental health, your emotional health. Nothing wrong. You have all that you want. You are successful in all that you want. And you genuinely, you are well aware and you're conscious and aware of the fact that you have all that you need and you're still sad. I feel like it's a root of two things. Ingratitude, lots of lack of gratitude and not being thankful and not being close enough to God. I feel that. This, I'm speaking of this from my experience. I went through this for five, six years. I've went through it for a very long time. And I'm telling you that in my opinion, the deep roots come from these two things. Now, am I saying that this is the entire reason why people are depressed? No. Depressed people usually have a reason as to why they became depressed. Now, how long you choose to be depressed over something, sometimes that becomes a choice. Because every single day that you wake up, you do have a choice to become a better person. Some people like to be hateful against me for that. Some people like to beef with me against that. You can't tell me likewise. And let me tell you why. When you find the strength in your mindset to realize that, okay, yesterday was bad, the past month was bad, but if I at least try today, if you, it starts off with an intention. If you think that depressed people, I myself was depressed for a long time time so please no one take this out of context and say oh she talking all this she's saying all that i'm telling you from my experience this is my experience i'm telling you what i think okay so don't get all feisty about it but you can wake up every single day and try to become better nothing will change but if you make the intention it slowly but surely the effort pulls through god does not change the condition of anyone until they change the condition of themselves how do you change the condition of yourself if it's physically not in your control you change it by your mind you change it by how you view it you change it by your intention then inshallah god will change it by it physically but that's my opinion on that i know so many teens that are so happy well off living luxury they're great with everything and they have admitted themselves that they have everything but then at the end of the night they're very depressed and they're very sad and I feel like that has a lot to do with God because I said this quote one time on my Instagram and I'm going to share it on here. God can give you the entire world in your hand and if you do not know how to practice gratitude, it will never be enough. But God can give you the fraction of something very, very, very small and if you know how to practice gratitude correctly, that will be as if you had the whole world. So it is how you view things and it is how you practice gratitude towards those things. So now if you're one of those people that feel constantly sad without any reason, you have all that you want, not just externally but also internally you have all that you need you also know that you are achieving and working towards the goals that you wish you had and you also know that practically well maybe i could be doing better in my relationship with god your root problem comes from the fact that your relationship with god is not good and you have a lot, lot of lack of ingratitude within you and i know exactly what someone's gonna say it right now i am grateful i am grateful i know i'm grateful guess what i said those lines too and i know a bajillion people that say those lines too while they feel that way there's a very big difference between saying you're grateful and practicing you're grateful when you're practicing the fact that you are grateful even when things go wrong you're like god i hate the way that this worked out but i know that there's something better in it i'm gonna be grateful i'm gonna be wait because god gave me a hundred things behind that right when you say you're grateful, but you're not actually practicing it, it's easy for me to say anything. I, I could be Batman today. I'm Batman. I, I'm Superman. I'm Superman today. Y'all better, better realize that I am. See, I could just say whatever I want. Can I not? I could sit here and say that I'm a lawyer today and a doctor tomorrow. Sis ain't even in college yet. I could say whatever I want. Can I not? Now, applying those things are two different things. Applying gratitude is just like working a job. When you first enter that job, you have to put forth your best effort and intention to get that job to work for you. When that job starts working for you, you don't have to control it anymore. You wake up and it's a mindset shift. You wake up and you know that the first thing I have to see 
is it starts off the exercise starts off with finding something to be grateful for you woke up today this morning thank god that you woke up you probably didn't want to be born i'm not doubting that you probably didn't want to be born there's moments in our life where oh like crap i didn't ask to be here get me out of here yeah we all have those moments you didn't ask to be here if we're talking in our human form you didn't but now you're here and the question comes down to are you going to pinpoint the fact that you didn't ask to be here and drag it out for the rest of your life and live a miserable life or are you going to be like okay fine i didn't ask to be here but i can still make the best of it Two, you would do option two because number two makes the most sense. Why would you want to sit here and live a miserable life? People like to use the statement that I didn't ask to be born here as an excuse to live a miserable life. That's not an excuse to live a miserable life. Like I'm genuinely so serious. People use the excuse that I didn't ask to be born as an excuse to live a miserable life, not push themselves to do, to do better and not push themselves to show gratitude and gratefulness to God and not create a good relationship with God as an excuse because they say, well, I didn't ask to be here. Well, guess what? None of us did. None of us did. And now that you're already here, everything here is your 100% responsibility. I didn't ask to be here in my human form. Now, yes, like I mentioned earlier, there's discussion of, you know, before you came on this earth, your discussion on whether you gave an approval and whatnot, that's a whole other thing. I'm talking about me and you right now, human form, living here. No, right? No. But I'm already here. You're already here. So we might as well make the most of it. Now, if you want to be, you know, ungrateful towards the fact that you are here and you hate the fact that you are here, then okay, that that's how you want to live your life. Go ahead and live it. Every single day will feel heavy for you. Every single day will feel sad for you. And every single day will feel depressing for you. And when you do end up depressed, it won't be a surprise. Now, am I downplaying people that have depression because of a reason? Hell no. Absolutely not. There are so many people that have a depression because of something that happened. They lost someone they loved. They got failed at something that happened. What Rejection, whatever it may be. They're depressed because of a valid reason 100%. And am I downplaying the people that are depressed for no reason? Absolutely not. Because I was also one of those people and I was a mix of both. But I'm telling you clearly that if you are severely sad for no reason every single day, even after you know that you have everything and you yourself can internalize that you have everything and you've sat there and you've tried to figure out why am I sad? And you still can't figure out why. I want you to look at, are you practicing gratitude? Yes or no. And again, there's a difference between saying, yeah, I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And there's a difference between actually practicing it. One thing that really helped me when I wanted to start doing this was take a journal, bro. Write down. It depends on your case, really how much you want to go for. Even a hundred things a day of what you're grateful for. At one point, you'll be like, man, that's too much. Because you're going to write down water, house, bed, clean clothes, you know, my family, my friends, being able to go to school, you know, having an education, having a functioning body, having good health, having, you know, nice hair, maybe nice eyes. I'm grateful that I got to eat my favorite food tonight. Like, you're going to go, you're going to be 25, and you're like, shoot, what do I write about now? That is when you're going to have to start focusing on the little things. I'm grateful that God allowed me to have a hair tie. Grateful that God allowed me to get a watch that I wanted. Grateful that God has, has given me pens to write with. Little, little things. Some of you might be listening to like, oh, those things are insignificant. But how hard does your life get when you don't got a pen to write with? Don't fight. Don't don't tell me likewise. How hard does your life get when you don't have clean water? It gets hard. How hard does life get when you don't have something to do? It gets really hard. That's exactly what I'm saying. It gets really hard. And you don't realize it until you're put in that situation. It does get hard. Thank God that you have a laptop today, if you have one, that you have a phone. You have so many things that you never even thought twice about. You know what I'm saying? You won't realize this and you won't be able to obtain this mindset until you sit there and internalize. And internalizing all this can either take a week, a day, or even a year. Because again, if you want the concept of gratitude to work for you and be your employee, you have to train it as such that you can rule 
the concept of gratitude and to rule the concept of gratitude it takes time because then you have to start visualizing i have clean water i have a cup to drink and i have this i have that like you got to put it in your brain right so it takes time but that doesn't mean that you rush the process this process will also grow you as an individual as a person you'll be able to obtain so much betterness through this process right so it's a it's a journey it's a matter of going on it it's a matter of going on it a lot of things in life overcoming depression getting sad and trying to get out of that sadness, obtaining happiness, obtaining gratitude, obtaining success, a lot of these things in life, of course, first of all, they come from God, God's help most of all, but a lot of it is just starting, just trying, just begin with trying. I think so many people are scared of trying because they think they'll end up failing and or they'll end up rejected, and I think the thing is with failure, it sometimes makes you lower your standards because you think, well, I couldn't obtain that, so let me just try this. No, no. That doesn't, no, because look, here's the thing. Just because you didn't get what you wanted, that doesn't mean that you have to settle for less. That just means that the thing you probably wanted wasn't good for you. The next thing that I really want to touch base on is while a lot of people say that they didn't want to be born, I think one important thing is that whatever you do on this world, right, we know that it is what determines and helps your ahira. So the question comes down to, do you not want to experience heaven like, a g genuine question, bro. Do you not want to experience heaven? Like, experiencing getting whatever you want, however you want, whenever you want it. You know, getting to live peacefully, never getting old, never getting tired, never dying. Nothing. Like, Islam is one of the religions that's very descriptive about the afterlife. Which is one thing that I really, really like. A lot of other religions, they just kind of say things like, Oh, you, God will judge you and you go to heaven or hell. And you know you'll have bliss. But Islam, it's like, hey, this is what's in heaven. You're going to have rivers like this. You have a garden. Like, it's telling you. And whenever you hear things like this, your brain sometimes goes, oh, yeah, it seems like it's fake. And I feel like that's one big thing that we all kind of struggle. We're like, a land where we can do whatever we want, like heaven. Like, this, this sounds crazy. And the way that you can really put that concept into perspective is looking at what God has sent you already in regard to a book. Now, if you're a Muslim, you already know that the Qur'an has never been changed. The Qur'an has so many scientific miracles. The Qur'an's elite, mashallah, alhamdulillah, and it's, it's right. We know that it is, right? Now, when you look at the Bible, when there's a hundred different contradictions, a hundred different questionable things, concepts that were never even actually mentioned in the Bible that Christians abide by today, the question comes down to, no offense, but how are you believing that there's a heaven if what god has sent down again a perfect god he can't send down a book with mistakes he can't and if it's not appealing to your logical intellect well how are you going to be able to put in your brain that there's a heaven right for us muslims we have seen how god has predicted and shown us the signs of so many things that will happen on this earth that are happening right now have we not through our scientific miracles through the miracles of what the signs of the end times will be like we've seen it all right and we're still seeing them and these things make you realize that, like, oh, crap, like, everything that this book is saying is true. And if everything that this book is saying is true and God's promise is not false, then that means when God says that he's going to give me a garden in paradise and I'm going to live lavishly, I will. Then you ought to really internalize it, like, oh, crap, like, heaven's, like, forever. You know, like, when I was little, and I still sometimes think like this, and people are like, oh, you know, you'll go to heaven. I used to get really sad. And the reason why I used to get really sad is because I was like, well, heaven's, like, forever and like ever and like ever like no one's gonna die in heaven no one's gonna leave in heaven like i'm not gonna go anywhere in heaven 
And if everything's handed to me and I already have everything that I want, like, won't I get bored? And of course, they always say that heaven never gets boring because God just blesses you with more and more. And you could just make it whatever you wish for it to be. And when I was little, I was always like, but I don't want to like, it's so scary, like to be there forever. And even now, sometimes I think about it and I'm like, wow, like you're going to legitimately like, bro, like internalize this dude, like you're going to be there forever. Like nothing's going to happen to you. You're not going to die. You're not going to get sick. You're not going to get taken away. You're not going to get kidnapped. Like you're going to be there forever. And I feel like when you really sit there and think about it, like, oh, shoot, like what's going on? Then you think about hell. You can be in hell forever, too. Like burning like oh my god i'm having an ex- extra t- <laughs> i'm having a crisis saying this i'm literally having a crisis talking about it yo like it's legit and then since the concept of forever is so limited in our humanly brains it's like that can't be real and that's exactly kind of how atheism happens and i'm not surprised at the fact that some people that are not muslims you know from other religions have turned to atheism because well quite frankly if the religion is not appearing to your logical intellect in regards to what is and what isn't and how life is right now, this concept of me doing good deeds because I'll get to heaven seems flawed and seems far away because, well, your book doesn't even back it up. But the beautiful part about Islam and the Quran is that you won't find a contradiction. You won't find a place to slip up and you won't find anything that's different than anything else. You will see that what God says is true and you, we've already seen that. We've already seen miracles and miracles and miracles. There's so many miracles. They're talking about paper money, talking about honey, different cures, the mountains, iron, like so many things that we didn't even know about back in the day. And a lot of people, you know, they love to say things like, oh yeah, Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he made up this whole book. Astaghfirullah. But you know, people like to say things like that. And I always feel like it's funny because we all know the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, he was illiterate. Nothing wrong with that, but he was illiterate, right? By far, whether it's an illiterate man or the smartest man alive, no one can tell me that 1400 years ago, you were sitting there, Some someone was sitting there, and they had information about what was going to happen today. They knew about the iron, the mountains, you know, the signs of judgment, about rivers, like stuff of today. You really think someone back then knew that? By far an illiterate man. Now, just because Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him, was illiterate, that doesn't mean like, you know, he had any weakness to him. No, mashallah, greatest man to be alive, peace be upon him, but... If that logic that people make is so strange to me, like you really think that you really do, they like to always downplay the Quran and say, oh yeah, well, Prophet and peace be upon him got through revelation. How do you know it's not wrong? Baby, if it was wrong, I promise you that it would have got caught by now. It would have gotten caught by now, even or earlier than this. If the Quran was wrong, you would have a hundred different questions about it and you would see things about it being a contradict contradiction, except there's not. You really don't find many contradictions in the Quran. And I'm not saying this through, through a confirmation bias perspective. When you actually educate yourself, you realize there's actually no no contradictions in there. Now, that's why the next thing people like to attack on is the fact that it came, that Allah sent the, the, sent the prophet, the revelation, peace be upon him. But practically, look at that. One man, bro, illiterate, peace be upon him. He, you know, like just a normal dude, so trustworthy, so kind that even his enemies gave vouch for how trustworthy he is and islam today is the largest religion one of the largest religions in the world you really think you really think that's nothing like it can't be you're you're out of your mind i'm sorry it can't be nothing so 
when you really internalize the fact that like heaven's forever bro like even I, I struggle to internalize it. I'm just like, whoa, what am I going to do there? But it's it's forever. And there's nothing wrong with that. But now that I'm older, of course, I'm like, take me to heaven. Let's go. But, you know, it's forever. And you didn't ask to be born, but don't you want to experience that forever instead of just being nothing? Like, not existing? Like, imagine not existing. I know that, listen, life is hard. But there's beautiful moments in everyone's life that make us want to be alive I remember when I was in my greatest depression and I couldn't find any reason to be alive like of course I was there for my family I was there for my friends whatnot but like it wasn't enough for me anymore and like I needed a reason I always used to remind myself I'm like there's gonna be one day you're gonna wake up and you're gonna see the morning sunrise and you're gonna see the sunset and everything's gonna be okay you should live for that moment there's gonna be a moment when you're gonna be driving you know windows down looking at the beautiful city lights being where you are, being where you want to be, making the money that you want, living the way that you want. Maybe not now, but you will. Is that not worth living for? It is. There's small, small, beautiful moments in everyone's life that make us continue to go. Um, tasting the sweetness of Iman is one of them. And another one for me, if we're speaking on the dunya perspective, is like whenever I see the sunrise in the morning, I don't even know, man. Like, it just hits different. If you haven't caught in a sunrise, like, okay, we see sunsets. Sunsets are beautiful, mashallah. I usually am not out when sunsets happen. I'm always inside the house. But usually during sunrise, I'm going to school, right? So if you haven't gone to school in ages or you work a nine to five and you don't get to catch the sunrise, bro, take a day out to wake up early and go see the sunrise. Yo, it cures everything in you. It cures everything in you. Just look at the sunrise, bro. Like, blast some Quran, drive around, look at the sunrise, have a good breakfast picnic. Like, bro, prime moments of your life. Tell me, is, is that is that now better than being nothing? Now, of course, there's going to come moments in your life where it's going to be a crisis. You're going to want to break down. You're going to cry. You don't want to go on. And we have those moments a lot. And sometimes those moments feel like they weigh out everything from us. But when you are close with God and you know that God's sufficient for you, you know that God will heal you through everything, those small moments where you get to sit there and watch the sunrise, where you get to sit there and be with the people that you love, those small moments are what give you a piece of content because you know that God has been able to bless you with goodness even after every bad hardship. Live for those moments. Live for God. Live for the sweetness of Iman. Live for the hereafter that's to come for heaven. This world is a very, very short, short time frame. You know, for a lot of other people, this world is it. This is the destination. And after this, they think they're automatically going to go to heaven, which baffles me. I don't know why the, why some religions have the concept of automatic heaven. It's, it's, that's a glitch. It's not, it's not right. It's not right. Because then what's the point of us being on earth? What is the point of us being on earth if we're all going to go to heaven? We all could have just directly went to heaven. Could we have not? But that's the thing. Us human beings, we're not like that. We're not, you know, we're not angels. And we're not animals that don't have much of an intellect. No offense, animals, I love y'all, but like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's not like that. We're in between. And if I'm a crappy person, I'm a bad person for the rest of my life, I don't think I deserve heaven, do I? But if I know that I strive to be the best person, I know I strive to be the goodest person that I could potentially be. I slip up, I sin, I'm, I sin up all the time, we all mess up. But it's about trying again. And if I'm going through all of that, don't you think that, of course, at the end of the day, no matter how much work we do, it's God's mercy that gets us into heaven, 100%. But that doesn't mean you sit here and do nothing. Because you have to show that you're worth of it.
and showing that your worth of it comes through works. And a lot of religions, especially, I was reading this thing on Christianity where there were, everyone says to me, bring up the, uh, I was talking to this um, girl once who, me and her were like having a discussion about like, you know, Christianity works and Islam and whatnot. And one of the things that were brought up was, well, why should a God make you work so hard to get to heaven? And I was like, I don't think, you know, like when you really start to internalize Islam, you're not really working that hard. Yeah, you pray five times a day, you read Quran, but that's basic things that you need to get to your deen. Now, after every single little thing that you do in life, if you make the intention for it, you're going to get rewarded. If I nap and I'm like, shoot, you know, I'm napping to get my energy back. So when I wake up, I can play, I can pray Asr correctly, rewarded. If I nap and I'm like, shoot, you know, I'm not feeling good. So I'm going to get some rest. So one time comes to read my Quran, I can do it better. I'm going to get rewarded. If I mess up, I make sincere repentance for my sins in a matter of two minutes, seconds even, I'll be forgiven. I'm again, I'm rewarded. I'm rewarded with forgiveness. So it's a matter of holding yourself accountable and having discipline. But now if everyone's going to heaven, what's the point of us being here? And now I know what most people say. Oh, it's a test to bear it out. You know, a test so you can love God through this. So you can find God through this. So you can da-da-da. We can do that in heaven too. We can. We can. If me and you are perfect, and we don't, then we don't need to be here. So internalize that. If there's any listeners that are listening that are not Muslim, ask yourself, why are we here if we're all going to go to heaven? And if everyone's going to go to heaven, are you okay with a person that probably murdered, probably raped, probably did someone else wrong going to heaven as well? You're not. You know you're not. How is that okay? You think that you think God's not fair? Because if you're saying everyone goes to heaven, then a rapist goes, a murderer goes, a felon goes, you know, everybody, everybody, everybody goes. And you you really think you really think everybody's a good person? No. And again, I'm not trying to criticize because there's people that are trying to come on the right path that's different. But you really think that the person that did you wrong or probably murdered someone in your family, that's possible too, deserves to go to heaven. And I always bring up this example with, you know, Christian people. So let's say me and you are in a room of 30 people. I kill all of those 30 people. I'm going to go to heaven. If I believe in Christianity, for the most part, if we're talking, you know, the basic, what the beliefs are, I'm, I'm going to heaven. I have strong, firm faith in my heart. I'm going to go to heaven. What, what's the worst that's going to happen to you? What's the worst that you can do to me? Kill me? My one life is not compared to those 30 lives that I just killed. And you killing me is not going to do anything. Because those 30 people had a family. Those 30 people were someone's brother, someone's sister, someone's daughter, someone's father, whatever it was. Those 30 people had other roles. And now that I killed those 30 people, all of those 30 people that had attachments and families and other things like that are now in pain. Now their mothers are their pain. Their daughters, their sons, they're in pain. Now I caused them pain. I am doing a train of things. Now I know you're going to say, if you believe in Christ, you won't do that. But regardless, let's say I change up my ways, you know, two years down the lane. If I change up my ways and I stop doing that, I'm still going to go to heaven. You think that's okay? And by change up my ways, I mean, you know, necessarily not murdering people, but that don't mean that the hurt stopped. I never once bothered to say sorry to those people. I never once bothered to forgive or, you know, even give blood money, like nothing. You think it's fair? Be honest. You know it's not. And you're going to sit here and lie and say, yeah, yeah, it is, it is, you know, da-da-da. No, it's not. One interesting thing that I read in a book recently was that the Trinity is rarely mentioned in the bible 
And Jesus Christ actually himself, I read this in this book, that it's very, very rare to actually find where he says that he's like, you know, his blood is going to expiate for all the sins. Another interesting thing is that he actually calls himself the son of man. Son of human, son of that, never really the son of God except rarely. It, it brings up lots of questions. It brings up lots of questions. I've been reading lots of books about that recently. And I don't know what to tell y'all. <sighs> Be woke. Don't do something just because, you know, other people do it. Anyway, so that's my two cents on that. I went a little bit off track. But anyway, I think I'm going to close off this episode on this note that while a lot of you may be going through the hardest time of your life, and I don't doubt that, and I know that there's a lot of things that make you wonder, why are you still going? Realize that there are small things in every day that you have to take the journey to find to realize why you're still going. Realize that maybe being born was not a first priority. Maybe now you just don't even want to live, and I understand. But now that you are here, this life is 100% your responsibility. And if you are truly trying to seek freedom and seek happiness, that comes with submission to God because God is the one that can provide you that. So I hope that inshallah this episode benefited you guys. I hope that you guys liked what I had to say. I think I covered everything. Hmm. All right, y'all. Have a great day. Assalamu alaikum.